and the oldest son refused to come to the party. We have all heard the story of the prodigal son many times in our lives, but this weekend I would like to look at the other son. I think he deserves some attention because his reaction is not surprising from a human perspective. Let me give it a little more context than what we hear in the reading. The younger son has been welcomed back, and his father throws a party. But the younger son has already used up his inheritance. The father acknowledges that when he says that everything the father has belongs to the older son, which in one sense could mean that the party that is being thrown by the father is using up some of the older son's inheritance. How would you react to this? I do not think I would take it very well. And that is exactly the point that Jesus is trying to get across. It is not just about the welcome and forgiveness of the younger son by the father. It is also about the older son, the one who has been faithful. Remember who was listening to Jesus at this time in his mission. He has a lot of Pharisees and other rich rulers in his day who are intrigued by this young rabbi. So in one sense, Jesus is talking to these uh, privileged members of society. But let us return to the older son. What will be his attitude, do you think, when the father dies? How will be he be inclined to think of his younger brother? I could see any number of things developing here, and very few of them could be labeled as a good Christian response. But they could be an entirely human response. How do we look at those that seem to be outcasts in our day? It seems to me that it would be almost impossible for the older son to treat his younger brother entirely with the love of God. Yes, I know, that sounds very harsh and hard. But this older son has been working for his father with fairness and expectation. What has the younger son done? By taking his inheritance early, before the father died, he was, in effect, saying that the father was dead to him. Again, I ask, what would be the one thing that would be in line fully with Christian love for the older brother to do? How could anyone see that as reasonable? If he were going to fulfill the, be filled with Christian love and forgiveness, it seems to me that he would have to allow his younger brother full access to what the father was leaving to the older son. This goes against what we would call justice. But this is exactly what Jesus is pushing us to look at. But here's the eternal difference. Our Heavenly Father has an infinite amount to give us as an inheritance. That infinite inheritance is heaven itself. This is what makes this parable and looking at it, at what the older son might do, absolutely about eternity. If I am destined to inherit an infinite heaven, and you are destined to inherit an infinite heaven, can there be any limit to the blessings that God is willing to give? Can there be any question about the worthiness of anyone who turns back to God instead of staying on the run from an all-loving and all-holy God? Here's the true test of your Christian life. Can Putin, can Stalin, can Hitler, can Herod, can Genghis Khan, uh, I could go on if I could name those we considered outside of God's forgiveness, can any of these, can unrepentant abortionists, find the mercies and grace of God? As you know, I work with Rachel's Vineyard Retreats. 
there have been a number of times that I have watched an abortion survivor start the weekend doubting her worth before God. But by the end of the retreat, there is joy that bursts through as she or he discovers the glory and the mercy of God in their lives. We are already planning and looking at a date for next spring's Rachel's Vineyard retreat, and it looks like the best date for us to have it will be on Divine Mercy Sunday. (laughs) Can God plan this any better? Anyway, let me return again to the oldest son. What will be his reaction for the rest of his life to his younger brother? What will be your reaction to those who seem now as though they do not deserve mercy and love, who do not deserve the love and attention of our Heavenly Father? But more importantly, can we act toward all those in need of his mercy as he has already acted toward us? We have, all, we have received all that the Father has to give us, if only we ask. The eldest son complains that the father never even gave him a, a goat to celebrate with his friends. But in the parable, it never says that he asked for a goat or anything to celebrate with his friends. If only we ask. If only we ask to have the sense of the Father's mercy for all those around us, for those we think are unworthy, for those we think should never be given mercy, for those we despise. But what has the Father done for us, and what does he long to do for everyone? What are you willing to do for others? Finally, as many of you have probably heard through the grapevine of the neighborhood, I will be leaving these parishes for a new assignment probably in July. My main reason for choosing to leave, and it is my choice, is because my Spanish skills are not growing any better. The Spanish-speaking people need and deserve better than that. I am not able to understand and carry on a conversation. I think I do fine when I am reading and others tell me I am, but they deserve better. I do not know who is coming in to take my place, but I have been assured that it will be someone who has better Spanish skills than do I, than I do. I will be going to St. Thomas More and St. Joan of Arc as the new pastor. I will still be with you for the next few months. I thank you for your patience. I thank you for your support. I thank you for your prayers.